Welcome to With Maze and Mal, a podcast where two sisters come together to talk about growing up, living life, all while managing a rare chronic illness. We have lots to say and we are finally sharing our stories. We want to acknowledge that we know everyone's experience will look different and everyone's story is valid, so don't think your journey has to look just like ours. We are not medical professionals, so any recommendations we make on here are based on our own experiences and any changes you make to your care should be discussed with your providers. Hey, Maisie. Hey, it's been a um, minute. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, but we're back. I think the last time we recorded anything was in March, which makes sense, but we're here and we're doing it. Yeah. I'm excited. I feel like we have a lot to cover and we've both had some pretty big life changes. Um, I know March was like the one year mark of all of all of this gestures vaguely. Um, so where do we where do we begin? Yeah, I feel like I, I, I haven't really like talked about any of it, but like I changed my whole life. So, you know, when in doubt, throw it out, <laughs> start fresh. Big changes. Yeah, but I feel like we can, we can talk about some of that. We'll do a little bit of like a check-in, just kind of fill everybody in on where we've been at. And we've got a couple other episodes planned uh, that will be sort of a part two or a follow-up. So yeah, yeah. What, have, what have you been up to? Things have changed for you guys, huh? Yes. Well, uh, funny you should ask, because I also changed jobs uh, for the second time during the panorama, and we moved. We uh, moved within our same building, and we uh, were very, very fortunate to move to a two-bedroom apartment, and we are now on the first floor, which, from an accessibility standpoint, is very, very exciting. Um, and of course, living on the first floor has its pros and cons. But the biggest pro is that if you have a disability um, or in a wheelchair, you can get out in a fire or emergency. So that um, was a big driving force of our decision. And I think a lot of people after living in a very small space for the last, you know, year, almost two years now, um, have made decisions to upgrade or change when they were able. Um, so both my husband and I now uh, work from home. He got a new job after being laid off right after, right when the pandemic started. And I don't think I really talked a lot about that. Um, but he got a new job. I got a new job, both working from home. We both started at the same time. So 644 square feet, a little snug for, uh, for the Zoom calls. So uh, we have now a home office slash guest room, which is huge. I have been very into buying all the things on Amazon for our new dwelling. And we just feel like this has been a total reset for us. So we're, uh, we're feeling kind of in a good place. Um, but, you know, obviously a lot of planning, a lot of decision-making um, and yeah, it was, it was actually 
sort of a gamble with this apartment because we snagged it while we were applying for the new job and we hadn't heard yet and it was a little bit more money and I would be making a little bit more money um, and we sort of put it out to the universe that everything would work out the way that we needed it to and it did and we're really 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 grateful um, that we're able to have the situation we have so um, yeah it's been a, a big, big few months, uh, but we're here and uh, we're making it happen. Yeah, that's crazy. I, first of all, love your new table. Very good choice. Um, and I'm super relieved that you guys are on the first floor because that was nerve wracking being across the country and knowing that like if anything happened, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be easy. So that's a relief for all of us. Um, yeah, and shout out to Jeffrey Bezos for furnishing our houses. Yes. In our last apartment, um, which is part of why we moved to this building, um, we were on the third floor and we had an evacuation plan, but it was to go through the parking garage. So we tried that once um, during a fire drill uh, or a fire alarm with when a pipe burst or whatever. And it was me. Owen and our dog walking down the same spiral roadway where cars were coming um, and they're not expecting to see two disabled individuals and a dog as they're speeding out of the parking garage. So while we had a plan, it wasn't a great one. Um, either or had very bad connotations. So now we are right near the exit door. Um, we can take the dog out with ease it's much more accessible. So we're just, yeah, it's a, it's a much better situation. And our space doubled, basically. So we have like almost 1,200 square feet now, which is, feels like a mansion. Yeah. Speaking of uh, upgrades, I moved to, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> we did not uh, withstand the pandemic, the uh, trying times of the global panini, if you will. Yeah, ended a relationship, started a new one, left an apartment, moved into a house. Uh, I have a stepdog now. Um, I So I ended up, I'm still in grad school. I'm working towards my uh, master's of social work. And the last, I'm sorry if you guys can hear the cars. We live on a main road. Um, so the last year of our degree, we have to do a field placement. Um, our first one was sort of a general, um, sort of just getting getting a feel for the field of social work. Um, and it was 400 hours, I believe. Um, and this one is more specialized um, and it is 500 hours. So it's um, 250 per semester, which comes out to about 20, 18 to 20 hours a week. Um, and I'm still working, I was working 40 hours um, and just decreased to 30 um, because it's hard to fit 60 hours into a 40 hour work week, come to find out. Um, so I'm really fortunate that everyone's been really flexible. And um, so I switched jobs, I was doing, um, I'm still running an after school program, but it looks a little bit different now. Um, my job is a little bit more focused on like helping the kiddos with their behaviors. Um, and my field placement is a lot of clinical stuff 
Um, so I'm going to be sort of doing the, the therapy thing. Um, so I'm really excited. It's a lot of good changes, um, but it's hard. It's really hard. And I, one thing that I know about myself is that I thrive when I'm trying to do too much. Um, but I also need to be careful that like my health doesn't take a back seat and like the self-care thing doesn't take a back seat. Um, so yeah, I just sort of have to be mindful of that. I've dealt with some um, health-related stuff lately, and I think that's going to be our next episode, um, just dealing with some difficult providers and finding some new awesome ones who are willing to help us um, has been part of that. Um, but yeah, that like work-life balance, work-life school balance um, has been crazy. So yeah, I won't really, uh, I won't really get into the nitty gritty details of any of it, but a lot of good changes, a lot of um, scary changes, you know, change isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but sometimes that's when it's the most necessary, I think. Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> I was thinking actually, um, I think the last podcast we recorded, I was sitting on like the floor of the room that I'm in now um or no I think my furniture had just gotten here I was kind of living in two places at once it was complicated um but now the room is fully furnished all of my stuff is here I've been here for like a few months short of a year now um and things are things are good so a lot of changes but we're back we're here yeah there have been a lot of changes and I, you know, watching you do the grad school thing, I remember just feeling really similar. And I worked when I was in grad school and I was trying to work full-time, go to school full-time. And the only way that I found out I couldn't do that is that my body was like, nope, you can't do this. Um, so, you know, it's so important to put your health, put your health first or in, in the running somewhere. Top three at least at least the top three, um, you know, and it's just, it's really difficult because it's not, the system is not built for A, people who work and B, people who have chronic illnesses or disabilities or limitations that may make them have to make school not a priority. So, you know, I think that's something we've said that we want to talk about at some point too, because my grad school experience was very, very complicated and, you know, you're still in it and I think have a lot to share. So, um, yeah, but I just want to acknowledge, you know, people who try to go back to school, it, it's hard. And if you struggle, it's okay. And if you take a long time, it's okay. We've always said that, but it's just so important to reiterate, especially during these quote unquote, these times where things are not, um, are not normal. Even if, even if people want to try to make it feel like they are, um, things aren't, still aren't normal. So, and that's okay. Yeah. And just like, again, I couldn't do this if it weren't for the flexibility of both my um, field placement and my workplace. They've been super duper supportive. And I think that's the key is finding people who are able to um, sort of accommodate and help you prioritize what you need to do to, to better yourself. Um, I would, I would really love to do an episode at the end of this on 
grad school in general, um, the program that I chose and just sort of how hard it is to transition out of that like student mindset into um, the field to just kind of like a reflection because I'm still I'm still in it. So I haven't really had a chance to step back and like process. Um, but, you know, let us know if you want us to do an episode on imposter syndrome because it's real. So, oh, the other thing I was going to say, um, if we wanted to, if you guys want us to do an episode on like coming up with a emergency preparedness plan or an evacuation plan um, and just kind of share our take on that, because even Mal and I have very different um, ideas of what that can look like and and how we might go about that. So those are just some ideas. If you guys have any other ideas for episodes, um, definitely let us know because we, you, you know, we do this for us as a way to share our story, but also um, we want to talk about what you guys want to hear about. So let us know if you have any other ideas too. Yeah, that's a really good point. I actually, as part of my new job, um, I'm working with a national organization that I've been affiliated with since the beginning of my career. Um, so it's really just wild to come back and be a staff member um, for an organization that I just respect so much. And finding, you know, you talk about people that understand and are accommodating and just sort of respect all aspects of your life. And I feel like for the first time, I've really found that. And it's something that helps me afford to exist. So for the first time, that's really nice um, being paid for the experience that I bring. But as part of that, I am actually um, a lead on a public health emergency preparedness project. So I think that's something that we could definitely talk more about. And I know it's a, a pretty hot topic right now just because of all the emergencies. Pick one. Um, the world is on fire. So we could definitely dig into that, um, you know, and help people sort of wrap their heads around just how to plan, how to plan for the things you can't plan for, um, and just have those conversations. So we can definitely add that to the list of future ideas. But yeah, it's it's just been wild with um, all the changes that has ha have happened and happened so fast. Um, and with my changing my jobs, um, I wasn't looking to leave where I came to after I worked for the state it was something that literally like I was on my phone and I saw the posting and it had all the words that are literally on my resume and what I've done my entire career and to come back to what I went to school for um the people that I've worked with for a decade um and really be able to be my authentic self without having to do these things, these advisories, these presentations, things that really like fulfill me in other ways and, and feel like I have sort of a secret life, which when you're a state employee, you're very limited in what you can do, um, even if it's part of your identity. So I feel like we're both in really good places, like on a trajectory to doing what we want to do, even if it's really hard. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just been a wild ride and there's definitely more to come. Yeah, definitely. It's really interesting because I, I know I've said this to you, but I feel like I'm kind of at that um, fork in the road where like my job and my career are both like 
asking the same amount of time from me. And I'm sort of, you know, I, I have to prioritize what is going to put bread on my table. And um, that isn't necessarily the end of the road for me, you know, because um, like sometimes, you know, I, I love my job, um, but I don't know if it's, I want to, I want to do that on like a bigger scale. So I, I just feel like there's so much that I want to do and I want to be pulled in so many different directions and having to kind of try to prioritize that um, has been really hard, has been really hard. Um, and as much as I love my field placement, it is unpaid. So um, I have to, like I said, you know, I have to prioritize the thing that's gonna pay my bills um, and make time for the other stuff. Um, but at the same time, I wanna finish this degree so bad so I can do the things that I wanna do. So. It's, um, I'm, I can't wait to get to the point that you're at where you're doing the work that you wanna do and it fulfills you emotionally and financially. And that is so cool and gives me so much hope. So wow. I feel like we are, we are moving in the right direction. One of us is a little bit closer, but we'll get there. Well, I'm, I'm happy that it gives you hope because I, when you said the other day, my job is interfering with my career. I think I actually had a Facebook status when I was getting my master's that said that because I also worked at a job um, doing operations for um, a really wonderful organization that you know helped people who were on both Medicaid and Medicare. And it taught me a lot, but it was a lot of like data entry and spreadsheets and it just, and I was part-time and it, it, it was a job. It was, it was great. I probably could have seen myself there in the future, um, but you know, every job I've had sort of out of grad school has just been a job and that's okay. You know, I knew people at the state who would stay there until they retired and I sort of admire that, but I also think it's okay to do something that is a job and supports things that bring joy in other ways. Um, and I've actually done a lot of prioritizing over the last couple of years and you know, really sorted through the things that I was doing, the advisories and the committees and um, all of those things and really asked myself, like, is this fulfilling? Is it fulfilling emotionally? Is it fulfilling financially? And if the answer was no to both of those, then I sort of like weeded it out and that's okay. Um, so I think it's okay to be selective about how you manage your time and the things that you're involved in. It's really easy to say yes to everything. Um, but you don't have to. So I think we're both sort of on those journeys um, in different stages and we're excited to share all of that with you. Um, and we, we have a lot to come and uh, yeah, that's kind of where things are at. Yeah, um, I think in terms of things that are fulfilling, um, we really wanna try to sort of buckle down and me saying this is um, an accountability piece. So if I say it to you guys, then I will feel obligated to do it. Um, so I think Mal and I are going to get better about um, uploading episodes more regularly and really allow really allowing us to um, to start committing to um, this podcast and and building our audience and hearing from you guys um, and I I think that will be cool in um, I think that will be a cool way to kind of connect with other members of this community and sort of build our own community too. Um, it's already led to some cool opportunities that I'll let Mel talk about shortly. Um, but besides that, we also want to work on like improving our audio 
and doing more guest speakers. So if you guys have any ideas or anyone you would like to hear from, um, definitely let us know. But we're really going to try to be more um, regular and consistent um, as much as we can while working and going to school and doing an internship and being a dog mom. Um, but yeah, so Mal, what's the what's the cool thing that we have coming up? The cool thing we have coming up that made us sort of jump back on here and get our butts in gear is we will be presenting at the Global Genes uh, Patient Advocacy Summit at the end of this month. So we'll put the link in the bio, um, but this is a huge international genetics event um, for rare advocates to come together and share their experiences and learn and build community. And we are going to be on a panel um, talking about our experience as siblings living with a rare disease and our different narratives um, where we've come together. And we're still kind of in the, in the planning phases, but we're very, very excited to have this platform and um, we hope to virtually see you there. Um, we'll put all the information in the links below and yeah, we're super excited. So it is, I believe it's the 27th through the 29th and we are presenting the afternoon of the 29th. Uh, it's a Wednesday. Um, and I believe cost for patients or consumers or clients or however you identify um, is about $35. Um, they wanted to try to make it pretty accessible. So I think they did well at that. Um, if I'm wrong, I will cut this piece out. Uh, but otherwise, I think that's accurate. Um, but like Mel said, we'll share all the info um, on our websites and our social media. Um, and we hope you guys join us to sort of listen to some of what we have talked about on here. Um, and there's also um, one thing that I'm really excited for about this summit is that it's, it's really unique. Um, and talks a lot about sort of the mental health and the social emotional component that comes with having a genetic condition. And I think that's a piece that a lot of other conferences and summits and groups are sort of still uh, iffy about or hesitant to talk about. Um, so kudos to them for, for diving in with both feet. Um, the session after ours is actually about sex and gender and how it relates to um, genetic disorders or conditions or um, what have you. So. I think that's really cool. And I hope next time it comes around, I can be on that one because that is literally what I want to go to school for or am going to school for. God. Um, so yeah, it's it's good stuff. We hope you guys will give us a listen um, and register for that. Great. Well, with that, um, we will wrap it up. I know we both have to make dinner and it's a wild Saturday night with a lot of traffic. So we just want to thank you all for your um, continued listenership and to those um, that do listen and have shared or suggested us for things or for people to listen. Um, we just appreciate you so much and we're really excited to grow this platform. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at The Mazinator and at Curb Cuts and Cocktails, um, as well as our at With Maze and Mal. Um, if you search that, it should come up. I literally don't remember how to spell it, but it's all in the bio. It's all in the bio. Um, so yeah, thank you again for your patience and we will uh, see you again real soon. Talk to you again real soon. Bye guys. <laughs>